Hello, this is Justin DeClue with a special interview episode of the Important Cinema Club. I've known Adam the Riot Thorn for over a decade, since he showed up to be an extra zombie on a short film that I was making. We became friends, he helped me get a job at Isor Cinema, and we'd spend hours talking about the weird, forgotten, and all-out bad movies that he genuinely loved. Since then, Adam has become a filmmaker himself, directing the features Moopit Pastor and Assault of the Snake Men, and he is also a programmer, hosting a terrible toony film screening every month at Eyesore Cinema, and his own film festival called the Terrible Today Film Fest. And considering there's a global pandemic going on, this this year's festival will be happening online for free to anybody that wants to check it out. So I decided to have a talk with Adam to talk about his likes, dislikes, experiences programming movies, and what this year's terrible two-day fest contains. Adam, you do your own film festival now, and it's called the Terrible Two-Day Fest. Where did it come from? Movies that are terrible? I mean, that's pretty much straightforward answer for that. But when you say that, I think of like, oh, it's like Mystery Science Series 3000. We're laughing at these movies because they're bad. And while you do kind of laugh with the movies, you approach it from like a different angle, right? Well, I'm going to say we're not not doing that. Like, I just feel if you really like something, you should be able to be comfortable with making fun of it. But you're not like looking down on it and being like, look at these dum-dums making these movies. (laughs) That's why we're laughing. I mean, if someone gets their kicks out of it that way, they get their kicks out of it that way. But I don't don't enforce that or push that because um, when we do any of our shows or any of our screenings, people are encouraged to... We're a lot more noisy. We wouldn't be your usual Alamo Drafthouse film fan audience because we're not quiet. We do get involved. We do mock the film. But I feel like at least with the people that I've had at my shows and the gist I give to people is that, yeah, this isn't mean. If I thought this was like not good, if I didn't think it was worth watching, we just wouldn't watch it. It's like when I do reviews online, if I just didn't like the film, I just wouldn't review it. I don't care. I don't need that negativity. But some of these films are pretty bad. Like, (laughs) I mean, but I feel like they're at least in the mentality that, especially for the festival, we've done our individual screenings and I've done events outside of that for the, the two day fest every year these people have been reached out they've been in connection with me they know this is being screened they know what way we're screening this they know the attitude and the way i'm going to market it if it is quotes on air quotes bad they're in on it they they understand that's the angle and then there's at the same time you could get a movie in there that isn't the same kind of bad it's obviously cheap but you can discover that this is something that could be really good that um as much as it uh, on the surface looks bad the great surprise of it is is that it's not <laughs> well that doesn't sound like the kind of movies that you would show you would think i wouldn't yeah i mean i'll use example of the the set of shorts this is i think the 40 minutes of shorts that I'm doing in this year's festival uh, explains it pretty well. One of them is just a YouTuber who makes funny videos with him putting Halloween masks on and throwing around dollar store Halloween props like anything I would film and just making funny noises. So it's just silly. Then the next one is a cartoon and it's creative and it's funny. It's just cheap. 
a local girl made that is really, really well filmed for being so simple, but it's kind of nasty. It's gross. It's uncomfortable. It's a silent little weird gross thing. And so I feel that fits into it in a totally different dimension. People will, will watch it and be kind of uncomfortable with it and kind of shocked because it's the kind of film that probably wouldn't appear at other festivals either because it would be too uncomfortable. When it's over, you won't be mad at it because you'd be like, oh, that was really well made. I just, <laughs> But they were moved by it. And that's what you want, right? You want some kind of emotional reaction out of the people watching stuff. And, and that's the levels you'll get out of it. You'll get something where you'll be like, I didn't like the context of this because I felt uncomfortable, but I really appreciate it because I, I respect how they did it. Or you get the opposite where you're like, this looks like it's made out of paper mache and crayons. But at the same time, there's this narrative story that's actually in these characters that are actually really cool and really interesting. And again, just means these are films that other people don't give a chance to. And when you actually get all the way through it, you're like, oh, I appreciated that way more than I expected that I would. And I'm sure you're like me that you also love showing movies that people will not know how to respond to where they're like, wait, is the person in on the joke? What is going on? Like you showed dinosaurs in a mining facility a few years back. And that's one that you're like, wait, uh, I don't know until you're just like laughing with the movie throughout. I was so lucky to the audience that I had for that. It was weird that they all got it. And I, I was going in with the expectation of having a few people who were either going to grumble or be confused. And, and that's the saddest part of doing these festivals online because I'll sit at the back or I'll sit at the front and I'll half of it. I'll watch the audience as well as I'm watching the movie. And it's such a cool thing to see people go through those motions of being confused to being entertained to being freaked out or whatever or just real laughter like this is my favorite movie ever and i would have never seen it if you hadn't shown it in this context yeah oh yeah and it, 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 the weirdest thing for dinosaurs is that's what happened every single one of them i did a weird little gimmick thing where everybody gets to pose against a green screen so i could put them in the movie for photos and everyone was just demanding okay when are you gonna play it again when are we gonna see it again so now they can soon uh watch it through golden but oh that's a secret <laughs> uh and so how long have you been doing the terrible two-day film festival the, yeah the, by that name this is our fourth year for it because you do like a monthly one as well which is the terrible toonie film festival right where you go and see one film it only costs you two dollars so if you didn't like it too bad you only paid two dollars <laughs> have you ever had to give anybody's money back because you'd seem like the person that would like okay here's your toonie back <laughs> i've had people who've like shown up in the last 20 minutes tried to give me two dollars and i said whatever just shut up and sit down no if you gave me your money you ain't getting it back and that's why the movie the, the festival's called what it's called because i'd already been doing terrible toonie tuesday for like a year and a half by that point so it was like a play off the name now it's the terrible two-day fest i think the first time we did it it was called the terrible two-day toonie fest <laughs> and you're like too many t's <laughs> yeah i was too, getting i was yeah i was like oh it's the ttt and i'm like that that's weird and it's too complicated and maybe i might change the price someday so and for people who want to know like get into your mind what are some of the highlights at the festival itself my favorite's again come from audience responses because some of these movies are not my favorites at all like the infamous movie that's way too long and the director complains that everyone complains about it being too long house shark it is too long <laughs> two plus hours right yeah like two hours and three minutes or something like that but just the experience of that was a bunch of people who had never come to my events before it was like with like our second or third year of it so we got a big audience of like strangers and just this wave of change in the audience where they're like 
oh, I'm so done with this. And then it gets crazy again at the end. So they're all like, these people were cheering and everyone stood up and cheered for this really dumb movie. <laughs> That's great. But again, on the same level, Clown Nato, Todd Sheets, Clown Nato. I'm not super, super fan of that. I'm a super fan of his, but like, I don't think it's his best. There was a huge storm when it was happening, like a crazy storm. It was in 4D. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, so outside it was like terrible. And this party of people showed up whose car broke down. This is totally true. Are they going to murder you? <laughs> no, 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 no. And they were all dressed to the nines. Like they were going to like some sort of fancy event, but their car broke down and they came into eyesore to get out of the rain, to use their phone, to call. And they saw what we were doing. So they told their friends to wait because they heard people laughing and this like six or seven people came and the front row was open because not a lot of people were there at that point because the storm. So they left early and these soaking wet, really fancily dressed people sat in the front row. And I've never seen people laugh so hard because they had no idea where they were. They weren't from the city. They had got kind of lost and they stuck around afterwards and were just like that breaking as it finally someone came to like get their car <laughs> at the end of it. And their appreciation of like the weirdest surreal moment of their life to watch this movie in a storm while they were stuck in the city and that's how their life ended that weird movie stick in my head forever Wait, that's how their life ended that end and you're like no one knows where you are <laughs> <laughs> they've never left eyesore cinema they're in the basement now now you just mentioned eyesore cinema that's also where all these screenings take place right yeah in the back room of a video store in toronto canada one of the last video stores around there and it's so the back it's been made into a little mini theater it's got like 30 seats and um, speakers that are really old and maybe a little bit too loud. Rickety uh, seats that you can sit in, but we're describing that, and that's not happening this year, unfortunately, because the world is still suffering from a global pandemic. Yeah, for every American that's going to theaters again, I'm jealous, but... Uh, Me too. We'll get there sooner or later, but I just figured this was easier, and the world, that's why it's for free, completely for free online for both days, because... Why not? These Maybe you'll get a much more massive audience this way of people that don't live in Toronto or are scared of going to the back of the room where you may murder them to watch a movie. <laughs> well, at least the makers of the films themselves can get their friends to come on there and they can watch them together. They'll be in the chat room. They'll be all the directors will be there talking about their stuff. It's uh, it'll be more interactive. It'll be kind of like how we were able to kind of riff the films because people can type and it's not ruining it for the one person who doesn't want to read that's it. That's right. And like, if you don't want to look at the stuff that's written, you can just close it and just enjoy it for yourself. There must have been in the early days. I think I've just blocked it out. There's always been like one guy who's come to a couple of shows. He knows that, oh, this is the one where I get to riff the film with everybody. Oh yeah. And he thinks he's the funniest man in the world. And it's like, oh, there's always one like couple who came for their first time. And they don't get that. One of the, like the smallest audiences I had at just a weird time. I think we mustn't have been doing it on our normal Tuesday. I must've like got greedy and done two in the same month. We played a shot on video film called uh, back from hell. And this couple had came because they heard that we just do bad movies. The movie's very famous because there's a part where a guy opens like the Necronomicon and a hand comes out and fights him a la Evil Dead ripoff. It's about a priest that has to go find his friend who's uh, who sold his soul to the devil to get a Right, rock. that's a Matt Jaisal film, right? Yes. The guy who made a Legion of the Night, which was like an action film that I've seen. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a movie, all right. <laughs> He's one of those kind of underground gore guys in his early days. But uh, Back from Hell has a much more cohesive narrative than a lot of his. And it's funny. Like the character, the main character is really likable. Like you know, if the movie was a little bit better made, it was like, I don't know, like six people there, that whole thing. Cause I think I just did it without any advertising. This one couple who never 
come to any of our screenings. It was just amazing because then I could key them out and I could watch them and watch them be so confused and then laugh so hard at this. And then, of course, we'd just see them every single week after that. And they're like, you were sold on that movie? Because that movie's not even really that good. Oh, I thought you were going to say that they just talk through it and you're like, oh my God, shut up. At first they were just like, uh, whatever. I want to be like, don't laugh at them. Don't don't give them fuel. Yeah, and, and for it was this like sort of love-hate relationship with them because I was like, hey, normally I do like a big intro and do a big funny thing. I give a bunch of giveaways and that. And I was like, well, there's 60 here. Who cares? Anyway, you don't know what this movie is. I'm playing it. <laughs> well, you let one rip for real. I know you're very method. You're like eating the beans <laughs> at the back of the screening. Getting ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, prep time. I take this oh, stuff God, seriously. Oh, God, I got to change my pants. I went too hard. I take fart humor seriously, folks. Yeah. So, I mean, I already gave off this vibe that this was like a failed night. And they seemed like it, too. Like, they were like, this is dumb. What are we doing here? I was like, oh, they're going to leave. I'm just watching them to say they're going to get up and leave. And uh, they're not going to ask for their two bucks back because it was two bucks. So I know they're not that terrible. But then something just changed. And I'm like, oh, wow. Stupid films can really just sometime after a while, you just get broken down by a stupid film, a stupid film where you want to fight it. You want to be like, this is dumb. I hate it. It's stupid. <laughs> oh, you know, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, you know, I should kind of like this. This is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> get that fart man back up here. Let him, let yeah. him rip. <laughs> Out of my individual screenings, my favorite is a movie that you know I love and most people really just don't really care about um, because I had to do what I've always wanted to do is to play Neon Maniac. Oh, you love Neon Maniacs. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just like a bunch of kids wearing Halloween costumes somehow and that's all that matters to me with bad 80s synth. Did they ever do collectible cards for Neon Maniacs? It's not officially. There are, like you can go to conventions and people have but like has nothing to do with the film. Like there's no there's no official one because yeah collectible cards appear in the movie. Yeah that's how it makes sense that they would be like Neon Maniacs trading cards. There's always this story that those cards came in the VHS tapes and they're like they didn't. That's a lie. <laughs> you're like you're ripping apart like hundreds of VHS tapes looking for them. In the movie the cards are massive like they would you would know but in the movie there's a, a shtick spoiler that water kills the neon maniacs and it's like a weird joke to explain it and it's so dumb when it happens so i've done it twice now where i have played it on a warm day and that screening room gets pretty warm the, there's not much air in there and uh so everyone's all sweaty and kind of delirious and it comes to the part where there's the big fight at the end with the monsters and the people with the water guns and i hide behind the screen and then i come out in a terrible rubber mask with giant super soakers and squirt the audience <laughs> did you give them a warning you're like don't sit in the front row you may get wet well the people who are in the front row i hand them really small squirt guns at the beginning of the film and then say like that's just to cool yourself down that's great so they Love squirt it. me back and when i'm getting squirted i'm like ah! <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah method again. <laughs> that's adam's uh, trademark that sounds great. I love that kind of interaction with the audience. But right by the stage, not by the stage, by the screen. There's no stage. There's no stage yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the screen, there is stairs going down into the basement. So I can come up and down from the basement without people noticing. In the multiple shark movies I've played, I've made a giant fin to come out of those stairs while the movie's playing. You've made? And did you already have? Because you already had shark base things in your house. <laughs> well, one of them was a shark fin I made, but then the other time was just me in a shark mask. Ah, the house shark! <laughs> I think the, the big, the fin I made was during Ghost... Mm. Not to be confused with Ghost Shark 2. No, no relation. Which is a different film from New Zealand. <laughs> which... 
I know the filmmaker of that one. Very good movie as I've well. I've never actually seen that one. You should check it out. It's very good. At the end, the uh, shark is defeated. It's in the shape of the hero's loved one, and it gets hugged and dies because sharks have to keep moving. <laughs> and if they can't move, then they die. Uh, our co-friend Mike, who does a bunch of online screenings for ISOR as well, he was actually telling me to watch that very recently, which makes me think of another great screening where um, actually last year's film um, Terrible Two-Day Fest where we played a movie called Dino Gore about little hand puppet dinosaurs. Oh, I love hand puppet stuff. One of the hand puppet dinosaurs I found is from the dollar store. You know it because I use it in uh, Salt on uh, the Snake People. Coming soon from... from SOV Horror. It's already out by, from them right now. It will soon not be. Out. Yes. Oh, so go and buy you it. have another like two weeks left of our contract. They have until my birthday <laughs> to continue selling <laughs> Happy birthday. We're not selling a movie anymore. Um, that was my plan. Moving on from that. So in that screening, I had, I went to the back door of the theater and hide behind the little curtain behind the door there and our friend mike was leaning in his chair is his back in the, the doorway so i stuck my hand under the curtain and was beside his face and other people saw this and they were already laughing and he's like what what are you guys laughing at and then he turns <laughs> is there someone behind me <laughs> and i bite him in the face with the thing and he screams so high a voice <laughs> I get this picture too, because like Mike is like six plus feet tall. I hope he like jumped yeah. in the air. I was like, oh! great. It was amazing. People listening are like, oh, it's real fun to listen to all the screenings you had that I can't go to. So let's talk about the screening that is coming up. Let's break down the movies that are playing at the terrible two day fest, May 28th, 2021, starting at 7 p.m. You can watch it through Twitch. What is the actual uh, Twitch account? TV slash riot at the movies. And it's starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard time and the first movie is death toilet <laughs> ironically death toilet are uh this saturday are streaming on instagram a view and chat of their sequel death toilet 2 because right after we play our festival they will release death toilet 4 brown snakes on a plane wow they get it they are one of those people where this movie is not good and they have in two years released four movies <laughs> They're the only ones that like had like a company release it because SRS released it. But if you ordered like five movies from SRS, you got Death Toilet for free. <laughs> Please, we want to get rid of these movies. <laughs> we can't keep it. <laughs> I think that was just always the, the shtick. That was always the, the deal. You have a priest that has to come to a guy's house to exercise his toilet. And his ex the toilet just keeps breathing fire. Does he stick his head in the toilet and he's like, oh, at one point? I mean, he sort of does. He doesn't not do that. I don't think, I have a feeling he, he doesn't do it to the way you're visualizing him to do it. <laughs> yes. There's like... <laughs> like 10 minutes of unspoken if it got i mean probably only 10 minutes the movie's only like 50 minutes long it just feels like it's more than 10 minutes <laughs> a tight 50 minutes right not a minute wasted <laughs> no and where this guy who looks kind of like he should be in metallica but he's a priest and he's on his knees and he's just yelling into the toilet and cgi fire is going and he just yells and yells and nothing else happens <laughs> It's CGI fire. Ah, ah, and it just goes on and For on. For 10 minutes. Um, sounds great. And every so often we'll just cut to Vietnam war footage as if like <laughs> fighting the toilet is making him go through Nam flashbacks, maybe. All right, so that's Death Toilets right there in the title. You know what you're getting. And then you're playing Spirit Animal. What's that? Spirit movie? Animal is an homage to the shot on video, late 80s, early 90s. It's an homage to slashers, cheap slashers, non-franchise slashers. It's 
very self-aware so it's very funny but mainly plays itself straight looks honestly very vintage like it feels shot on v- video right right and you know it's that that bit where they style them to look like they're the 80s but they're not all wearing neon visor glasses and has a, a cameo of by the world famous toby radcliffe the uh, genuine nerd as the voice of a evil tree that is both homaging Evil Dead and The Guardian at the same time. So you said the genuine nerd, you mean the killer nerd himself. In the movies, he has those two movies, uh, Killer Nerd, but he himself, when he was like a cable access guy, he was called Toby the Genuine Nerd. I am a genuine nerd. I am a real one, not a fake one. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay? Well, yeah, that does sound like that. He just has like a New Yorker accent, like a Jersey accent of some sort. Google him, YouTube him. He's hilarious. Famous from American Splendor. They have his character, someone plays him in his life in that and movie. So- Spirit Animal is about like a slasher killer and it's a bunch of animal masks, right? Right. So I guess maybe a little bit of a, a call out to Horror Express. Mm, oh, that's a fun movie. Yeah, it wears different masks every time it kills people. So you've got a fashion designed slasher. So not just one mask. He has a mask for every occasion. Ooh, beautiful. Love it. And then we have Psycho Ape. I mean, me and you, we love gorilla-based things. We made a gorilla slash ape-based movie called Personal Space Invader, available now at goldninjavideo.com. <laughs> and Psycho Ape obviously is right up your alley as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, Addison, the filmmaker of that, was sort of teasing the idea from their YouTube page for a long time. So I was just like, get this done, get this done. They hired the adorable and funny Kansas Bowling, who people would know from Troma's Butcher BC film. That's right, Butcher BC. That is the uh, prehistoric slasher film. Uh, directed at that time by 17-year-old Kansas Bowling. Um, so it's that she was like sort of media news that it was this young girl. What an amazing name. I know I'm not the first person to say that, but Kansas Bowling. Like, and again, I don't think a fake name because she has a sister who does stuff and their last name is Bowling. And I think it's like Dakota Bowling. I don't know. I'm just making that wow, up. Wow, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know to what extent, but, uh, but she is in it. She was probably one of the Manson girls. Yeah, yes. In fact, I, I think that's true. And she's also in Veronica, the Danzig movie. And so she stars in Psycho Yeah, she's the, the absolute lead in that. She's really funny. It's about a girl who falls in love with a gorilla that escapes from a uh so like think of like the 1950s like pongo movies like the apes that steal the girl away from the adventurer but then mix it with like buffalo was that buffalo 68 buffalo 66 66 where like she kind of doesn't want to leave so imagine that the gorilla is like okay Maybe I shouldn't have kidnapped you. And the woman's like, no, you are kidnapping me. I'm staying with you. It has an amazing 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody changed that unless you just want to make it go higher. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, there's there's no way you can. you, You will watch this film and go, okay, this is a silly South Parkian type of film. There's nothing serious about it. But at the same point, if you don't like it, you don't want to watch these movies. You, you, you're not, none of this is selling you if you don't like that. But you do have a lot of different flavors in your cinema because moving on to day two, we have Muzzle Flash, an action film directed by Ben Ruffett. A good friend of ours from the, the wonderful world of Ontario. Ben's Pulicetti done in MS Paint. <laughs> That's kind of how I explain it. So Ben is a guy that like he makes... Low-budget movies, oftentimes shot on VHS, was really out there and difficult concepts. Like, he did a whole Exorcist film, but 
it was in Spanish spoken phonetically by his cast because it was auto-translated. It auto-translated his script and made his... Yeah, and we played that last year. That was the one of the things we played just before the pandemic started. And uh, again, that, all I'll say about that film is it has a great surprise ending. <laughs> yes. And got like this huge... It was kind of a lull just before that. The movie kind of got really slow. And then the weird ending happens and like the audience erupted. And you can hear Ben like laughing behind the camera <laughs> in that last shot as well, I believe. So Muzzle Flash, another film that Ben shot with a bunch of friends. It's a big action movie. It's epic. There's not a lot you can say with it. It's just done in sort of amazing bulk-esque special effects, but with no holding back. Like at no point did they say, eh, no one's going to believe that. They're like, no, this is the scene we want to do. This is the money we have to do it, which is nothing. So, but we're still going to do it. I mean, Ben is probably the most obsessive collector of VHS that I know. He buys the rarest of the rare and he like obsesses over tapes being like oh god i can't wait to get this tape but i feel like he's not one of those guys that wastes his time by getting like 25 copies of death to smoochie and batman versus robin no 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 he just wants the really rare stuff that only like five copies exist like i've been to his house and i've been like what's that and it's like oh yeah some you know people in college made this and it's never been available like I think it's out there now because it was posted to YouTube by Ben, but like something of mine, that movie that it looks like it stars you in it. Like that's something he discovered and he put out there. Like a lot of like super rare films that are suddenly out into the world is because Ben found them and he put them out there. There's one that he sent to me that was just about someone finding like a porcelain Santa in a like a thrift shop and the porcelain Santa haunts them. Ben famously found the original version of A Night to Dismember which everybody had believed was lost in a fire. And he just posted on the internet. So like, he's the guy that did that. (laughs) And the movies that he makes too, he like screens them once at Hamilton trash cinema. And oftentimes you just can't see them after that. Because he's like, I don't want to put them out. <laughs> so here's your chance to see it. Muzzle flash. Yeah, it, luckily with all the ones, and so including this one, all these people do it directly sell their movies. So I'm, that's not always the case with the ones I've done. But this time, each one of these people, the directors will sell you a proper DVD copy of their movie. That's all they want to do with it. and But they want you to see it. So they'll sell it. They sell it pretty cheap. They're pretty understanding about it. And they make them pretty re- readily available. So uh, if you see anything you like with this, yes, you can get a copy of it directly from them. They'll be there in the chat rooms. You can ask them right there. Like your next movie, McMurderer. What's that? That's what it closes out the uh, the short films because it's only like a 23 minute film, which only caught me because VHS guys online kept mentioning it because the director who just goes by the pseudonym of Janice Click uh, made it on a yellow and orange VHS tape. If you bought it early on, they made McDonald's kids meal buckets for them and had a little toy in it the cover of it makes it look like it's an evil cartoon of mcdonald's an evil tunes if you will right and it's not there's no cartoon characters in it It, and it really even doesn't have that much to do with mcdonald's uh flipped through it because i'm helping adam host this thing and it's like it's like an art piece it's just like images guy in a doll mask like dancing around it's like they purposely recorded it onto vhs and then dubbed it three times over and then played it back yeah like so generations are lost Uh, it feels like it's this weird you found a tape on the street and you weren't supposed to see this it has sort of like a trash humpers kind of thing going to it so yeah there's definitely these moments where you're like this is someone's weird gross art film that no one was supposed to see but because it was this real funny kitschy thing online they sold out of all the tapes that they had of it so they're like well if it can't make it gimmicky i'm not going to sell anymore so that one i don't think you'll be able to get (gasps) so this may be like the last time they can watch it 
in this film festival. Unless you know someone who owns one of the McMurder Happy Meals. So yeah, other than that, this may be the only time you can see it. And then Janice will move on to their next project, uh, which they are will be talking and mentioning soon. Maybe even during the festival, they might tell us what the next and thing finally, is. And finally, we have Freak. What is Freak? Many films have titles like this, but this one, there is only one true Freak. And it's directed by Alex Winner, Freaked, with Randy Quaid. <laughs> Man, if only. If, but Freak is a callback to 90s slashers, but done with only practical effects, done with a very crazy makeup design creature. Again, not a very long film, so we just get straight to the point. Almost all of these movies are almost an hour, maybe a little bit over an hour. Weird Animal's an hour and a half. I thought it wasn't. At first I was like, oh, it's only an hour too, because it flew by for me. But the rest of them are all like just over an hour. They're like 60 minutes, 61 minutes. But uh, so yeah, Freak gets straight to the point. Lucky Soretti is the um, director of that. And uh, he's just a guy who is a passion for that kind of stuff. This is the kind of guy who was, when he was probably 19, went to every American uh, horror convention ever. Yeah, I saw his intro and he's one of the guys, the good ones that when he's doing his intro, behind him you see all like the monster heads that he's made right, yeah. sitting on shelves. Because <laughs> before he did a couple of short films that were like those VHS collectors gore films that it's like, this is just an homage to one of the guinea pig films it's not really a movie per se violent shit yeah and i know lucky loves like black past and stuff like that this um freak is it's shockingly more normal than that freak stood out to me because you get those kicks out of the film but those who are just fans of regular 90s american horror slasher films like wrong turn or things like that they'll get this too i mean you know you, you start watching like oh okay this is like a hatchet film but there's this weird underground weirdness that pops right in and it kicks you in the face when it happens so again it's one of those bits where you'll start watching it with one feeling and you'll get a different feeling out of it by the time and it's also got an awesome monster in it <laughs> an awesome weird ass monster the fact that they dared to be weird is uh <laughs> I, <laughs> dare to be weird <laughs> that should be your tagline <laughs> terrible two-day fest four dare to be weird dare to be weird Ooh. it did make me think of dare to be <laughs> stupid yeah <laughs> so uh that's the terrible two-day fest again it's happening uh starting may 28th at 7 p.m eastern standard time and then it's 7 p.m on saturday as well right, right? so you get uh, they're not it's not the same thing repeated you you get three films on the friday and you get two films um and then the the hour block of short films on the saturday and people ask like well if i can only make one of those days free of my my schedule which day is which and and I couldn't answer that because I can't. Yeah, you slap him in the face and you say, you show up for both, both days. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's still the pandemic out there. What do you got to do? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Taking care of your family? They can watch <laughs> us too. Because there's not, one day's not like the real horror one and one day's not the real uh, comedy one. It's it's a mix and I, I can't help it. I, I wanted to go through the motions with the whole thing. It's all I could say is both days are genuinely weird. Yeah, so check it out. And remember, terrible two-day fest, dare to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright Adam Riot Thorne 2021. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs>